From the Davchov, page 20, and we are up to Chad Barnash. It is the fourth line on Davchov, Omar Alev. The Gemara from here up until the next Mishnah, Halacha Gimel, is going to continue the discussion about uh, meat that left the eyesight of a Jew and its halachic status. It's also going to overlap with the halachas of lost and found. Okay? Um, if somebody loses meat, when do you have to return it? When do you not need to return it? And very often, the halacha of whether we give it a kosher status or not is going to depend on whether I need to return it. Okay? So, let's get going. We're up to the words chad barnash, a number of fascinating uh, stories here. Chad barnash, there was a person who was walking down the street, ta'in, and he had a burden of meat. Also, daisa, the chatafte mine, a daisa, a vulture came and took it from him, utlakte, and threw it down. Chazar boi misvina. So the vulture threw it down, so the guy went back to take his piece of meat. Omar le Rav, Osirloch. Rav said, you can't eat it. Dina Omar Bissar Dinavelas, because where he can say that maybe it was non kosher meat, the basar of a non slaughtered animal of a Nevela, Te'ina it was carrying, Utalakte, and it threw that down. In other words, you're very nice, you're carrying kosher meat. A vulture comes and snatches the meat and throws it down, but maybe the vulture already had trefa meat in its mouth. And then it came and snatched more meat, and the meat that it's throwing down is really non-kosher meat, okay? And therefore, you're, you can't assume that it was your meat initially, okay? Maybe you threw down another piece of meat, the naspalhu or chana, and it still has your piece of kosher meat. Now, keep in mind, if this guy who was walking down the street holding the meat had a simon, had a sign on the meat, knowing that it was his piece. For example, if it was cut in the shape of a triangle, and then meat in the shape of a triangle was thrown down, then he'd be a, he'd you know he could assume that it was kosher. All right, he'd be allowed to assume it was kosher. Otherwise, he's not allowed to. The, uh, over here is assuming that there was no simon on it. Ginai shotav zikin, the river of Ginai, um, washed away. Zikin are canteens. Okay, canteens made out of skins. Also, of the Kumei Rebizek Rebelazar Va'amar Yechekmon Shafyoyo Ketruhoin that if you want to use these canteens made out of skins to know whether they are the wine inside is kosher or not, whether the drink inside is kosher, you're going to need a sign. You're going to need a simon. If you don't, if it's not tied up in the same way that he tied it up then uh, you're not allowed to assume it's kosher wine, and you're not permitted to drink it. There was a naknuk. Okay, what's that? That is a, uh, it's like a jug that was found in the beknishta, the beisakneses, the shul, of a place called Buli. All right, so they found a jug also, Obdo Kumit Rabbi came from Rabbi Omar is Chakmon Sekuraya Aviditoin. That if basically it's an expression that if somebody can prove that they have an identifying sign, 
that uh, came from a kosher place, then you're allowed to drink the wine that's inside this jug. Otherwise, you have to assume it's trade. Similarly, Gedizli, there was a roasted goat, Ishtakach is rate de gufta, that was found in the Sratya, is usually like a general plaza, okay, like an open, like a town square, de gufta, of the city of gufta. And the Chachamim found this roasted goat and they said, oh, it's fine. As far as two things are concerned. First of all, it's fine. As far as it being a lost object, it's permitted. And it's also permitted because of most people who travel on this road. Now, what are we talking about? You find a roasted goat. And we say it's fine as far as it being a lost object, and as far as most people traveling, what halachas are we referring to? So the Gemara, the Gemara for the next few lines explains. Mishum what do you mean it's permitted as far as a lost object? The Tony, that we found, the Tony we learned, if a person saves something from a goat, or from an Ari, from a lion, or from Gaius, or from soldiers, or from being swept away by a river or a sea, or these general public plazas and open areas, you find something out in the public where anybody could take it and you save it. Okay, you, you get your hand on it, you yank it out of the lion's mouth, you pull it out of the public uh, plaza. You're allowed to keep it. That's the rule. You find something in the public place where Rabbi Mitsuyan Sham, that a lot of people are found, you're allowed to keep it. Because you're allowed to assume the owner gives up hope. All right, you're allowed to assume the owner gave up hope. What makes me be obligated to return something only when the owner still has ownership? An owner still only has ownership if he hasn't given up hope yet. If he already gave up hope, so now it's Hefker, it's ownerless, and if I take it, it's in my domain. So now the Gemara explains. So this, that it was allowed as far as, um, as, far as being finding it means you're allowed to keep it. And what about as far as most travelers? That... Um, you could, as far as assuming that it was shechted by a non-Jew, okay, that you don't have to assume that it's non-kosher meat. You're allowed to assume that it was kosher meat, okay? And again, what was the case? They found a roasted goat in the public area of Gufta. Apparently, Gufta was mostly Jewish. And therefore, if you find roasted meat, you're allowed to assume it was shechted by a kosher shechet and everything was handled in a kosher fashion. And after they gave this psak, it came out that the roasted goat actually came from Rebbe's home. Okay? And the taco was kosher meat. There was cheese. That was gvina. Yeah, there was cheese found um, in the hotel. Pundik is the hotel, the inn of Levi. Nacham said, you're allowed to eat this cheese. As far as finding it, as far as most people traveling, what do you mean as far as being a lost object? The Mitzia really means to find the object, okay? The Tony, we learned, a person saves something from soldiers or from a lion, or from being washed away by the Yam or the Nahar. You're allowed to keep them because the owner was and you're also allowed to eat it, meaning you don't have to assume that it's non-Jewish cheese. You're allowed to assume that it was produced by Jews and therefore it is kosher. Why? Because most people 
that traveled on that road were Jewish. And it turned out the cheese actually came from the home of Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yaisi. Amar Rabbi Monoku made Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Mono said in front of Rabbi Yaisi, Va'anan chamyon Rabbonon machzirin. The halacha really is that even though when you find something in a public place, the owner has given up hope and you're permitted to keep it, we find that um, it's appropriate Rabbanon, people who, you know, want to give back and, and bring it back to its original owner, do announce it anyway. Which means there's times where sometimes I have rights to keep it in halacha, but it's still the right thing to announce and, uh, and return it to its original owner. So they said to Rabbi Yaisi, At in havisa mishkach If you find something that you know the owner has given up on, you would return it, you wouldn't keep it. So Rabbi Why would you do that? That's going to be arguing on Rabbi Yaina, your father. Your father himself argued on this. Ella uh, Omar Halavai uh, your father would say, Halavai, kad nishkach nishkach mem that, oh, Halavai, that I could find something in a public domain that, uh, that I'm allowed to keep. It's, uh, it's easy money. Okay? And therefore, you see that uh, even righteous people uh, keep lost objects that are found ownerless. So he says, Afilukei nishkach v'lei nasiv. Yeah? That even so, even though he said halavai that I should get things like this, he would still announce it. All right, he still announced. Even though he said halavai, even when 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 uh, what do they call it? Push came to shove or something like that, some sort of expression, right? When the when it, it when it came time to follow through, his Rebbeisi's father uh, ended up returning the money, okay, or the lost object. Next Mishnah halacha gimel. Let's keep talking about found objects. If an animal is found between Yerushalayim and Migdal Eder, or that, that um, measurement, that distance in any generation, excuse me, if you find a male animal, you have to assume that it was set aside to be an oil, and the keva is zivcheshtam. If it's in the keva, you have to assume that it was a zevach meaning most animals within proximity to Yerushalayim, okay, and Megaladers will say it's a few miles. So within a few mile proximity, most people, if you're going to find this animal just like on the side of the road, and it looks like it doesn't have a home there, you, you have to assume that somebody was bringing this for a carbon to Yerushalayim, to the Beis HaMikdash. And if it's a Zohar, you use it for the highest carbon possible of a Zohar, which is an Eila. If it's in a Keva, you use it as a Shlom. Okay? That if, even if, if it's a male, and you're within one month, 30 days before Pesach, then you have to assume it was a carbon Pesach. Barishina originally, they would take a collateral from a person who finds it until he brings its nisachim, its pourings that go alongside the actual carbon. Okay? Meaning that if you, now that it's your animal, you're acquiring an animal that must be brought as a carbon. 
So, and that carbon also, you also need wine pourings that go with it. So, it would take a mashkin for the nasachim to make sure that he actually ends up, show, that he shows up to bring this as a carbon. And what happened was, people, when they would find a male or female animal, you know, within proximity to Yishalayim, instead of taking the animal and bringing it as a carbon, they would just leave it. I'm not dealing with this. That's going to cost me money. Until now, I didn't intend to bring a carbon. Now I find an animal, you're going you're gonna to take a collateral for me to make sure I bring wine pourings? Yeah, I don't need this. Yeah, let somebody else find the animal. I'm not looking, right? I can't see this. So, they paskin that if you ever find an animal within proximity to Yerushalayim, you got to bring it as a carbon, and the wine pourings will come from public funds. You don't need to use your own private funds. This way, we ensured that these animals ultimately were brought from sacrifices and didn't cost people their private money. There are seven things that Bezdin was misaking, and this is one of them. That we use public funds of when somebody finds a lost uh, animal that ends up being a carbon. If a non Jew sends a carbon from across the sea, and along with the animal that he sends from St. Louis, he also sends nesachim. He sends wine to be poured. Now, we don't drink wine from a guy. We don't use wine from a guy. Okay? Because midor raisa, there's a chance that it's, um, that it's uh, connected to avodazara. And even if it's not, you, it's called stam yenam, Right? Plain wine of a non-Jew. We don't drink, and they're certainly not going to bring it as a sacrifice in the Beis HaMikdash. So what they would do was, when a non-Jew would send an animal with wine, Kraven Mishaloi. Okay? Ve'emlav Kraven Mishal Tzibor. If he sent his own money as well, they didn't use the wine. But if he sent his own money, so then we would go take that money and purchase new wine, or we would just use the community's, the Tzibor, the, the, the community's funds, to bring the Nesachim of his carbon. And similarly, another thing that the Bezdin decreed is if uh, somebody who's a ger, somebody converts, right? So they lose their status of being halachically related to their family. Okay? And, and he left behind animals for, that were meant set aside to be karbonis. If um, he has Nesachim, part of his property. So Gavaldic, right? He's a Jew. Everything's great. Take the wine and uh, bring that along with his carbon. Okay? And that can be even money that's, that's available to purchase Nesachim. The Imlav, and if not, Kravim Mishal Tzibor. Same thing. You use community funds. Also, what else was Bezdin Misakin? Okay, so so far, let's keep count here. We should have kept count. We said Bezdin was Misakin seven things. Number one is when you find an animal, the nesachim come from public funds. Number two was that when a non-Jew sends a animal from overseas, we also would use public funds to provide the nesachim. Number three is when a convert uh, passes away and doesn't have any money for nesachim, we also use public funds. So we're up to number four now. Utnai bezdin hu al godol shemes. There's also a tnai bezdin. The court established that if a kohen godol dies. 
that is carbon mincha uh, should be brought from the tzibur. Okay, now this is talking as following. The halacha was a carbon mincha had to be brought daily. What happens, and you brought by the kain gadol. If the kain gadol dies, sometimes it, it takes time to appoint a new kain gadol. So there's nobody there to bring the mincha. So who, where's the funds coming from for the mincha to be brought? All right, so you have like a substitute kain gadol for the meantime. A substitute kain steps up and brings it. But where does that money come from? So it comes from Mishal Tzibur. Abudah Mishal Yarshim. Abudah says, no, uh, you use money from his family. And it was also being makriv um, sholem. It was being makriv all together. Now later on, the Gemara is going to tell us that there was a whole method to how a mincha was brought. Some minchas of the Kaingalo were brought whole. Karmincha was like a matzah. Okay, part of it was a matzah. So some minchas were brought with, with whole. Sometimes they were broken in half. This one was automatically, if, if we're going to use other funds, and it's not being brought by the Kayin Gadol himself, says Reb Yehuda, the Mincha was automatically offered shalling. It was never broken. Okay, the Gemara, uh, uh, Gemara Bezram tomorrow, we'll get into this. The fifth Tanai Bezdin, Al Hamelach Vala Eitzim, Sheyakahanim Neisim Bahan, that the Melach, the salt, and the Eitzim, the wood, that the kahanim were permitted to use them, okay? Um, the the um, the reason why this was necessary is because the kahanim were around carbonos the entire day, and there were many carbonos that um, they were permitted to eat from. But in order to eat it, there it needed to be kashered, it needed prep, and it needed to be cooked. So you already had all of these items in the Beis HaMikdash ready for all the Kavanas. You had the salt, you had the wood. So the Chum were masaki. You know what? The Kahanim are working the Beis HaMikdash the whole day. They, even the parts of the Kavanas that they're eating, they're allowed to use the Beis HaMikdash's salt and the wood. Also, the Yalaparash, the Yomailam Ba'efra, they also established that the Paraduma, that there's no Mi'ila if somebody uses the ashes. Okay, we'll see why Bezem tomorrow as well. And finally, that if there's ever kinim, sets of birds that were meant to bring the achatas and ha'ila, and you have to, you have to um, uh, change them out for other birds, so for whatever reason, one bird gets lost, so now it's no longer a set, or one of them becomes tame. So they would take another, they, they, the kahanim would take other monies to purchase a new bird, that money was brought Michel Tzibur. Rabbi Yaisiyaymer, HaMesapek Ezekidim, HaMesapek Ezapsulis. No, whoever brought the original birds is the one who has to make up for the mess up, okay, for the messed up birds. Okay, those are the seven Tanai Bezdins. Here we go, here we go. Let's go back to the first case. The Gemara is going to pick up by the first case of the Mishnah, which was, if you find a lost animal within a certain distance from Yerushalayim, if it's a Zachar, it's a, you bring it as a Ayla. If it's in a Keva, you bring it as a Shlamim. Um, Rabbi Yehuda had said 30 days before Pesach, you assume it's a Pesach if it's a Zachar. 
and the Nesachim are brought from communal funds. Okay, here we go. Says the Gemara. Rabbi Yishia Rabba Omar, Rabbi Yishia Rabba says, Levabid Mayem Shanu, our Mishnah is talking about when somebody is, uh, when somebody says, I'm giving the value of this to the Mizbeach. Okay? So, in other words, I find an animal. I don't know if it was set aside or not, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. So I say, in place of the animal, a person says, uh, I say, in place of the animal, I'm going to, I'm, I'm setting aside the value to be brought as a carbon. Okay? So now, how are you fixing this? Because if the animal taka was an ayla, so now it's transferred onto the money, and there's, and there's no problem. And if the animal was a different type of carbon, so now, anyway, it's going on to money, and you can always uh, use that money for a nadava that turns into an ayla anyway. So either way, this animal can ultimately be transferred into an ayla situation. Memela, that's what you do. If it's a zakhar, you, you uh, turn it into the highest level of, of uh, kedusha possible. All right? That is Ravashia Rabba's take. Amr says, no. Are we ever going to tell somebody, go be mayal in kajim? Meaning, you're not allowed to go ahead and just transfer kedusha off of a fit carbon. An animal that's fit to be an island, animal fit to be carbon, you don't just say, oh, just go ahead and, and uh, remove the kedusha and put it onto money. We don't do such a thing. And therefore, Allah rather, he says, here's what you got to do. Yeah, you follow right. He says you follow right, and therefore most male animals end up being eyeless, so it's an eyeless. Most female animals end up being so it's shlom. But it's just a matter of right, and keep it simple, keep it balabatish. One second. Is brought from males and females. That's why he's saying males are oilus and females are uh, shlamin. Maybe the males should also be shlamin. So he says, the Gemara says, So then what would you do? Um, so you transfer the, uh, the holiness, potential holiness, onto money. The animals become chulin. On top of Amad Bey's oilus. You go back and you make them into eyeless, meaning you're also allowed to make it an eyeless, but it's even possible for it to be a shlamin. That's how the Gemara ultimately wants to paskin. Now, when we say the zakhar is an eyeless, it means even in eyeless. Um, Rav Zira, Rav Zira says, the same way you say tamon over there. Tanai Bezdin, who Alami Sarais, that it's a Bezdin that made a condition about, about extra money. Sheyikravu Eilas. What do you do with the extra money? You, you, purchase, uh, you purchase carbon Eilas, Nedavis. All the extra money you bought Nedavis, voluntary Eilas were brought. It came so too. Atmar of You say the same thing over here. Tanai Bezdin, who Allah of the Sheikravu Eilas. It's a Tanai Bezdin. You can even get a little more than that, a little more. Uh, I'll call it less specific, a little more or less specific, which is that why you bring it as Eilis? Because that's what Bezin decided. It's not because you it's not because it's a even in Eilis, and it could also be a Shlomim. 
It's just because it's a piss what person decided. They established. You find a male animal. If it's within proximity, it goes to be an Ayla. You don't need to get any... That's it. Kacha. Peasant decides. Omar Rabbi Yaisi, the Rabbi Yaakov Aracha, ain't that amazing. He says that, uh, that that can't be. Because it's going to come out that you're purposely changing something. If Raiv Taka's Ayla's and you're going to say you could even be a Shlom, and you're purposely going to be removing, changing the Kedush of Ayla, that's not allowed. So he says no. He says that's the Taka not a problem. No, again, 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 again. If Bezdin says, if the great court, Bezdin says that this is the status, this is the rule, you find something, it's an oil, nothing to arrive, nothing to islam, nothing to do anything, but here's a halacha, so then that's the halacha. And it's not considered like I'm amazing, I'm intentionally changing a kedusha, maybe an oil to islam, no shaykhs. Bezdin says it, the azoy is, that's what it is, there's no issue whatsoever, period. End of that discussion of that part of the mission. Okay. Another tonight, Bezdin, that we listed in the Mishnah was the uh, the Kain Gadol who dies. All right? So here we go. Om Rav Yasa says, when I was still over there, okay, this is referring to Bavel, because this is Talmud Yerushalmi, when I was there, Shom is called Rabbi Yehuda Shmuel. We find this over and over. It's very interesting. I think this is the fourth time. I heard the voice of Rabbi Yehuda asking Shmuel. I wonder what row he sat in. You know, where like he was so, he's like a different part of the Bismedrish and a different part of the Shir. He just, he hears, he didn't see Rabbi he heard Rabbi Yehuda's voice asking Shmuel. Hifre shikla yumes. If a person, Rabbi Yehuda asked his Rabbi Shmuel. A person sets aside a machzah shekel and dies. What do you do with the machzah shekel? He sets it aside. Never gave it. We take the money and we use it to purchase the davas. What do you do with the extra asira seifa of the kind gadol? Extra flour? Right? Again, you transfer kedusha onto coins, throw it into the yamamalach. No, you can use it for purchase Nadava Eilis. Asira Seifa Shukain Gadl. What is Asira Seifa Shukain Gadl? What did he do? Rabbi Echnamar Chaitzai Savachach Makadja. He would cut it, he would break it into two, and then be Makdish, and then be Makdish it. Rabbi Shimalakash Amar Makadja Vachachutza. First he would be Vachachutza. And first he would be Makdish it, and then he would break it in half. Says the Gemara Masnisa Pligia Rabbi Echnon. Our Mishnah argues on Rabbi Echanan. What did we say in our Mishnah? That it was never broken. That it always remained whole. Makriv mechzo, mechzo aved. What's going to be the halacha? If he's, if he's makriv one and the other half is aved, the other half is lost. So according to Rabbi Yechanan, um, so if, if it was meant to be broken in half, and this was the original mahalach, this is what was supposed to be done, so why do we say that you have half of it Kaddish, and half of it you get rid of. Why should you get rid of it? And for the Gemara, Pasala, he would, he'll interpret it, he'll explain, uh, uh, It means that even the money goes into the Yamamelech. Okay, we're not dealing with the, uh, with the item itself, we're not dealing with the Asira Sa'ifa itself, we're dealing with the leftover flour 
That's what you get rid of. Okay? That's what you get rid of, and there's no need to even redeem that Kedusha onto money. Says the Gemara, the Masnisa Pligi Arshim Lakish. So now we just explained why the Mishnah would be a Kasha on Rebbechanan. And now the Gemara is going to explain why the Mishnah would also be a Kasha, why it argues on Rashimin Ben Lakish. Because Nimsu Shnechatzon Krevim Shnechatzon Avudim. You're going to come out with two halves of the Mincha that are Makriv. And you're going to have two halves of the mik of the Mincha that are also Avudim. Avudim literally means lost. Over here it means it's going to be, uh, it's, we're going to be Avudim. We're going to, it's going to be consumed. It's going to be destroyed. Okay? Now what happened was like this. The Kain Gadol would bring two Minchas. The, the um, half of it was Makriv in the morning, and the other half would be in the afternoon. But if he died, let's say at 11 o'clock, and he was already Makriv half, so what do you do with the other halves of the Karba Mincha? So we said it's going to be destroyed. Vitani Allah. And we learned about that price. That the first half and the second half, first you wait, the same way we said, you know, when uh, something has to be removed, you have to wait for its appearance to change. So you wait for its appearance to change, and then you take it to the base Hasrefa. But uh, according to Reish Lakish, you shouldn't need to take it, you shouldn't need for, uh, to wait for any change. Either way, it should be Avud, and either way, it should be destroyed. And for the Gemara, no. Pasulak Rabbi Shmuel, the Amar Yisari Mekadesh. Rishlakas holds like Rabbi Shmuel, who says that the the uh, Yisarin is Mekadesh. In other words, what, the Yisarin over here is referring to the Klisharis, the holy vessels of the Beis Hamikdash. And once it enters that vessel, so it now has the full fledged status of a Mincha, which allows it to be Makriv, allows it to come to the Mizbeach. When the Kayan would do the Avaida in the Beis Hamikdash uh, um, for the first time, maybe he would bring his Asiris Saifa and he would do the Avaida Biyadai. He would do it for himself. Okay, everything would be done by himself. And this refers to whether we're dealing with a Kayin uh, Gadol, or whether it is a Kayin Hediyat, Sha'avdu, they do the Avaida Ad Shalayiviyu, before they brought Asiris Sa'ifa Shalahen, before their Asiris Sa'ifa Avaidasang Shera. It's going to remain Kaddish. So usually it was supposed to be done with his own stuff. If let's say he did the Avaida before his own stuff was brought, it's still going to be Kaddish. Ravmana Boy Memar, Ravmana would want to say, any day that the Kaingado would start his Avaida. Okay? On um that was the day that he was appointed to be the Kaingado. Now, what we're saying with what we're saying over here is not a generalized rule, because obviously we didn't have a new Kaingado every day. He's giving an example. What if? What if, what if you have um, a Kayin do the Avaida, and this happens to be the day where he's also going to be, a, he's appointed to be the Kayin God. So what do you do? You're a regular Kayin in the morning, and by the time you get to the afternoon, you are the, you're the big kahuna. Literally, right? You're the Kayin God. So maybe Shtai. 
So then you're going to bring two minchas, two wafers. Achas one for your for his own establishment, the achas and one for the chayvasayim, one for being the kaingadol. So any day that the kaingadol was appointed, there was always the extra mincha that was brought. Tif tufine. Now the gemara is going to get into some psukim over here. Okay, we says in the psukim in the Torah that the matzah of the mincha that was brought needed to be tufini. Tufini is from the word afia. It needed to be baked, meaning. Bishas Havo'a, at the time of being makravit, of bringing it to Fini, that's when you bake it. V'yein Bishachris to Fini. But you're not supposed to bake it too early in the morning. Okay, meaning it already has to be day. You can't bake it before it's day. It had to be baked that day. But we learned in the Mishnah that they appointed Chavitin to make the Chavitin. Okay? Now, the Mepharshim over here explain as follows, and you have to take this as a premise, otherwise it's, it's not clear what the question is. And that is that the, the um, Chavitin We'll call them the bakers. It's not the little translation, but we'll call them the bakers. If you want to sell fresh bread in the morning, you can't start baking in the morning. Bakers get into business at 2 a.m. They go in, they start making their cakes, their breads, the donuts, the thing, the pastries, right? You can't start at 6 a.m. when people start walking into your bagels. You can't start when people are walking into your bakery. So the Gemara asks that the Mishnah says that there were people who were appointed to get up early before day and make the chavitin. According to that, it seems that it was made before day even started. They didn't actually bake the bread before day. They heated up the water so that once it becomes daytime, you'll have hot water. You won't need to wait. You'll have hot water and you could bake the bread. Tufini. Okay, so he said... That it was baked. He says first, what they would do is they would be metagging it. They would they would boil the dough, okay, and then they would bake it. And Rav Acha says it was the opposite. First, it would be baked, and then it would be boiled. Why? What's this machlekes? Because it says tufini. What is this interesting word tufini? Again, this word tufini is coming from the word afia, baking. How do you darshan this word tufini? It's written in an interesting way. So, so how do you darshan it? So, either it means teofenona. Na, we know from the carbon pesach, means partially cooked. You're not allowed to eat the carbon pesach, na, partially cooked. It needs to be fully cooked. So, one way to look at the word tufini is. Afia ni no. Baked partially, meaning because it was already partial something before I bake it. Hence, first you fry it, that like it's already cooks it partially, and now you go in and bake it. Now you 
completely, you know, finish the process. Rabbi Yomer, no, it doesn't mean no partially. It means you got to bake it when it is beautiful. Okay? Now, is something more beautiful when you bake it or when you boil it? Generally, when you bake it. Generally, something's going to come out looking nicer when you bake it in the oven. It means that uh, it should be baked riba. It should be baked a lot, meaning there should be a uh, a lot of bakings. What does this mean? First, you bake it, make it beautiful, and then you cook it. That's multiple bakings, okay? It comes out that those who are arguing are arguing multiple times. Because the one who says that you bake it beautiful, Commander Amar Oife also holds like the one that first it was baked, the Achagach Metagen. And then it was built, because it'll stay beautiful. Commander Amar the one who says that it doesn't mean it should be baked beautiful, rather it means it should be baked partially. Commander Amar Metagen Machach Oife holds like, he's holding like the opinion that first it was partially boiled, and afterwards it was baked beautiful. Okay, Gavaldi. Here we go. Says the Gemara. Lysaif Dovar Shemes. Okay. Now, Lysaif Dovar, it's not the end of the matter, Shemes, where he dies. Now, what do you mean it's not the end of the matter where he dies? What this means is it's not the end of the conversation. We're not only talking about when the Kayin Godel dies. That's not the only time, it's not the only time where you run into this Mincha problem. All right? Says the Gemara. Okay, so it's not only when he dies, when you run into the bringing of the Mincha, okay, because I don't have the same Kayin. When else is it? Zakti Gemara. Let's say the Kayin Godel becomes Tameh at 11 a.m. So he started, and now he's Tameh. He didn't die, right? Not only that, but he becomes tummy. So he can't finish and bring the other half in the afternoon. Or let's say he gets a mom. Okay? Tony, Rabbi Yehuda Barpazi, Debar Deloya, Rabbi Yehuda Barpazi taught um, of Bar Deloya. I believe that's a place. Afilu Nidcha that this is true. Aha. So uh, uh, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. Says Gemara. Ella filu tame. So it's talking about even when he doesn't only die, but but even when he's tame. Asks the Gemara of afilu nitchamimum. Does this also apply when he develops a mum? So Tani Rebbe Yehuda Bar Pazi Devar Devar Deloya. Yeah. Afilu nitchamimum. Even if he becomes puzzle through a mum, the same halacha will apply that you need to bring the additional mincha in the afternoon. Period. Okay, last piece of Gemara for today uh, will take us to the two dots uh, towards the bottom of the page. Here we go. Last halacha. How do you know the Kayin Gadol dies? And you don't have another Kayin Gadol in his place. That we said in the Mishnah, the, the rest is brought from the Yarshim, obviously before the Tanai Bezdin, right? So he's Tamar Leimar, Mibon of Yasa Isai. From his children, Yasa Isai, it shall be made. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. So you have a Kayin Gadol, passes away from his children, it shall be made. Beautiful. 
Okay, so maybe they should make it the same way the Kohen Gadol made it. And the same way we brought in halves, okay, so too the later Minchas brought as halves. Therefore it says, I saw. They should bring it. What does it mean? It? Kula Amarti. All of it. It means the entire thing. So even though when the Kohen Gadol would have been alive, he would have brought a half of a Minchas Chavitim, the, 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 the baked matzah, if it, the family's there, they're going to bring a hole. The, the funds are going to be used to purchase a hole. Mincha. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon says, only brought from the Tibor. It's an eternal decree. Somebody who has a bris cut out with him. Okay, now this is talking about Gans Klal Yisrael. Have a bris together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's referring to the Tibor. Kalil tiktar, kalil lehaktara, that the entire thing is going to be offered, the entire thing is going to be burnt. How is that possible if I only brought half? It's not. Therefore, you see from here that you bring, if the Kain Gogol is not around, you bring the entire mincha. Period. End of that part of the conversation of the Mishnah. And Belgium tomorrow we will pick up. Um, we will pick up from here the two dots, three lines from the bottom of Chof Amud Beis.